Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to the Redeeming Identity Podcast. I'm Scott. I got the uh, the main guy across from me here, Aaron. We're actually not across from each other. We're across town from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, welcome to the Redeeming Identity Podcast, where we talk about mental health, uh, sex addiction, sexual identity, gender identity, uh, anything that you might be struggling with identity-wise, redeeming that through what God designed you to be. God's original intention for your life when he created you. But anyway, welcome. And uh, how are you doing today, Aaron? Man, I am doing doing great. I'm out here recording in my car outside of my office uh, because, believe it or not, this podcast is not how I make a living. So, <laughs> <laughs> And it's been a few weeks. I mean, that, we, we actually, part of the reason we're even recording this is because we've had some people reach out to us like, hey, when's the next episode coming yeah. out? We Life has been busy for you. Life has been busy for me. Um, and so we're, we're going to make a point to record more and put this podcast out more. Very important. So good to be back. And actually, I miss just hanging out. Um, but sure. uh, Megan and I uh, had actually some physical health stuff that she was going through. And so funny enough that I've, I've had the chance to really take care of her and, and really serve her and, uh, in a way that she did the same thing for me two years ago. And that's what we're going to be learning about. Uh, when I had a um, mental health crisis, and it's actually just as crucial. Um, and we kind of will go into that about, you know, breaking down the stigma um, that that is on mental health. Um, you know, I think we, we talk a lot about grace and truth on this podcast, and we, we have so many times these extremes uh, even even looking at Jesus um, when he would share these parables, you know, I remember in Luke 15, he's got this this vastly different audience. He's he's got the Pharisees, the Sadducees, these these really um, self righteous. Um, I, I'd never mess up, and and kind of just angry religious people that are on one side and then you have the other side which is the um the addicted the the demon possessed the prostitutes the you know the the sinners the tax collectors and so he met them in the middle like he he would bring grace and truth and so i think with mental health especially i've heard you have one side that says no 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 it's all spiritual stop making stuff up, um, you know, stop, mm. stop, just snap out of it, man. And even, even, you know, not even on sometimes the spiritual side, but, but even, man, I, I mean, I've heard on um, uh, kind of a men's podcast dealing with strength and stuff and like, just, and, and I kind of referenced this about just the, the statements that, that can sometimes be made about, man, just, you got to pull yourself up, man. Like just get out of snap out of that depression or, you know, you don't need that medicine. Like what, what in the world, man. And speaking of real quick, we're, we, we're not psychologists. We're not therapists. Everything we're talking about is coming from our own personal experience. And then you yeah. wanted to, to, to say something, especially for mental health. Yeah. And what I do want to say is if, if you are experiencing a mental health crisis and specifically what I'm speaking about is self-harm or harm to others so if you're if you're having thoughts uh if you're 
having any types of urges to hurt yourself or somebody else. Um, it is not something that that you can handle on yourself and 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 really uh, just uh, even calling a friend it's good but but really the 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 best thing for any of us to do in a really life and death situation is to get immediate medical help and uh, and so if you're experiencing that there are two numbers and one of them we all know is nine one one either that or go to the ER. Um, and the other one is actually a more recent thing that uh, the government, I think the US government or, or somebody um, enacted, and it's the number 988, and that is the suicide prevention hotline. Um, and so you'll hear us say that numbers uh, several times. So 911 or 988, uh, there are trained professionals that you can talk to right now um, if you are experiencing suicidal or, or homicidal type thoughts um, and, and just know that you don't have to do this alone. Um, you know, like I was just talking about a couple minutes ago about the shame or even the thoughts that, that uh, just, man, like I, I probably shouldn't say anything. Like I need to be strong. I'm, you know, I need to, I'm a, I'm a leader or a pastor or whatever. And I, I don't need to let anybody in on this. I've got to get over this, you know, on my own. Um, man, don't do that. And and uh, and the other uh, extreme, real quick, is also the side that I think puts too much of an emphasis on. Um, it's all just mental health. It's all psychological or um, or chemical or emotional. Um, man, you'll, you'll hear from my story and uh, Megan's story about how intricately the Lord worked. Um, and um, on the second part of the interview, not, not the one that you heard, you'll hear today, but on the second part, you, you really do hear about the miracle working power of Jesus that we experienced. And so the, the extremes of, man, what's wrong with you? Just get over it. Like, you know, it's all spiritual mm -hmm. to the extreme of it's not spiritual at all, you know, the more world, uh, worldly point of view. So uh, anyway, uh, man, let's uh, let's hop into this, man. I, I can't wait to share our story with the world, really, and, and, and hope to uh, really help some people out that that are struggling uh, right now. So. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. You are too. Um, well, it's been a busy season. It has. It's been a busy season. Yes, it has. It's been a few weeks since we recorded. Yes, we had good reason though. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll share the that side of some stuff that's been going on at a later time. But uh, God yes. has been doing some some amazing things in our life. So in our marriage and in our health and some other things like that. So, but we're going to talk about a certain area of health tonight. And that is uh, mental health. Um, and so we're going to pick up the story um, where kind of we left off. So we had shared about 
what you went through just in uh and, and what your mom and dad really went through as well yeah well, our um, family but well, uh, everyone went through. we all yeah agreed. and our entire world yeah. um mm-hmm. went through and uh in early 2020 and then lockdowns initially happened and just the trauma of just the impact of yes. everything shutting down in an instant and losing communication and so I think what we can kind of talk about today even is the longevity and, and, um, you know, there's, there's more than just the physical repercussions because I hear people talk about long COVID or things like that. And even you have a cough that I don't remember you going into coughing fits when you laughed before you had COVID. So I can't remember. I, I can't it, remember. It, it, if I, if I laugh very, if I laugh too hard, I just have this deep chest mm-hmm. cough. It's so crazy. So, but, it um, but the other issue that uh, is really, you see on the forefront and it's talked about is mental health and, a lot happens mental health and spiritually when you get isolated. And so when everybody isolates, uh, there's a whole lot of unhealthy things that happen. And we, we witness that with friends, marriages and, and people that we know and love that just went through a lot, including me and Megan together. So, uh, as I said on the last podcast, um, it was in January or Feb, uh, well, it was late January of 2020, and we were uh, doing a 21 days of prayer um, thing that we do at our church where we get up every morning and go pray, and, and there's fasting and different things involved. And that morning, the, the talk was all about healing and physical supernatural healing which which we do believe that God does that but uh, what had happened the day before is I had accidentally taken two of my one pill at night when I went to sleep and one pill uh, in the morning or um, vice versa I can't I think it was one pill in the morning and one pill at night so the next morning I was like oh gosh uh, because what I do is I, I I variate, so I, ha- I take a pill in the morning that helps with one area of my, my mental health with my ADD, um, and it really does help me, and it's a non-stimulant uh, medication, and then the other one is a, is a pill that I take for OCD that I take at night, and at the time, I thought I was just taking it for anxiety um, because I did not... I didn't really fully have a diagnosis yeah, I, of what you really yeah. were, had gone through. I didn't believe that I had a mental yeah. health problem anyways. Yeah, um, so that, so was... that it, I, you know, I thought it's all spiritual anyways, you know. Well, this was from the, the effects of what you went through five years ago. Yes. Like when, when you really first had that breakdown mm-hmm. of, you know, you the, the first relationship with the field, um, you know, engagement and just kind of hitting rock bottom then. Yes. Um, but even then we didn't realize the what we would soon face that it was just kind of surface let's just you know Mm -hmm. throw this and it wasn't really understanding what we were about to face or what you really were going through so So, that's kind of the backdrop well i i um 
You just took the wrong I medication. I took the wrong medication just, twice. Yeah. And just, so the next morning I was like, well, you know, I'll just not take it. And I maybe I'll be fine. And, you know, well, <clears throat> the type of medication I took, I don't know if it's listed. I haven't gone back and looked, but uh, there were some pretty gnarly side effects that ended up happening. So, but that, I remember that day. You really scared me. I had um, a crazy headache, vomiting. It was bad. Gosh, I feel really bad for people that have that. Like, there's people that it's have really, that, yeah, and it's, it's that's scary. awful. Um, so, anyway, uh, I hyper spiritualized that moment or, uh, you know, took it as, well, you know, these, I don't need to be on these things. They're bad. And, um, and so, like I had said last time in the process of being engaged to, uh, Megan at the time, I, uh, was thinking about just, I was kind of thinking through her family and the dynamics. Her dad's a pastor and I just, I don't, I think I, I saw it as a huge negative thing to be on, um, anti-anxiety or on uh, a pill for ADD or, or anything like that. And as I had said before, you know, I've heard a few people that have, you know, either personally one-on-one, I've, I've talked to people in, in ministry or, um, have heard it not, I don't know if I can say I've heard it from the pulpit. Um, but I've even heard it on a podcast about, uh, a recent one that, uh, you know, somebody said something about how SSRIs, which is what the, one of the medications that I take is an SSRI. And, uh, they said that they just are against them and, and all these things. And, and so, um, you know, I was kind of in that place in my mind too. Like I was, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I need to be better. I'm, and I, and I felt joy like we talked about. Well, we were in a good season. I think you, you, you know, I think sometimes you have to also give yourself grace in that because in the moment, what seemingly was good and what was bad, but you know, we were in a good place. We were very excited about starting our lives together you in your mind were at this high of, you know, we're also thinking of financially, you yeah, know, extra finances because medication costs, you know, money, you know, you weren't the man you were five years ago. So yeah. in your mind, honestly, and, and the fact that we were on us almost like this spiritual high too, because we're fasting, we're seeking the Lord, we're believing for healing, not just physical healing, but spiritual, you know, we're, we are yeah. in, and we're just in that moment. And so for you, it was okay. And then when this happened, it was just like you took it as I just need to not have this in my life, mm -hmm. you know? And, and again, we didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't think to question. Yeah. And I've said that, you know, previously that, you know, my worldview and how I, you know, I wasn't really around that. So I didn't know how to question that with you. And so I think, you know, again, that's what led to the ultimate decision of, you know, you saying, I don't need this. I'm just going to come off of it, mm -hmm. which we know now it was not, was in an unhealthy way. 
um, and that you did not wean off it, but you just cold turkey. And yes. so that's kind of what led to yes. what, you know, again, um, what we will see later yeah. on. And, and uh, so much of that. And so that morning the, at prayer, the topic was physical, supernatural healing, God, and, and specifically, you know, phys- physical healing. And he even talked about mental health, mental illness, people, and, and not meaning to, it was not even in a, in a, in a way that said that they were sinful or evil or anything like that. But in a moment, I remember when the pastor was saying something about, you know, people are coming off of antidepressants or coming off of, you know, it was, it was something like that, which is no different than, you know, somebody literally like I like we've seen has a, tu- a cancerous tumor and God supernaturally takes it. And and that pastor's not saying get off of your chemo like, you know, it was just in a moment that that the enemy and my own flesh twisted mm-hmm. something that uh, a great man of God said. And, and so um, so you know, just a side note on that is, is to be careful when addressing the subject of mental health. And, um, that's why even today, like we're speaking from our experience, we're not experts, we're not psychologists, psychiatrists, we don't pretend to be them. Um, but we have definitely learned through what we've been through, um, as my, uh, therapists would say lived experience uh, what I've lived through and what has happened and and really what, what we do feel like the Lord has taught us over the last three years uh, going on almost three two and a half I'd years say that too. well three years we've been together yeah so um, yeah. so all that to say just you know if you are a pastor if you're a if you are a communicator and and you do have a platform, I don't know. I just ask as somebody who's been through it to just be careful with your words. Be careful with how you speak to someone who is suffering from a mental illness because mm-hmm. uh, it's a very delicate situation and, and there it is at times life and death. And so um, that's where I just ask, you know, be careful, be sure that you refer people to get the proper help rather than mm-hmm. uh, just saying things one off. So, um, yeah. yeah. So anyways, I talked to Megan after that and I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to come off of this. I believe that I'm better. And, you know, part of it was, I think I even said was having that issue, the spell with the, you know, yes. with the vertigo and all that. So anyway, I did have an appointment and I went to it with my, psychiatrist at the time and I was supposed to wean off and I just ended up not getting the refill and and just stopped I just said well it'll be fine like it wasn't it wasn't a um angry like stop or like but it was just like I'm sure it'll be fine you know just kind of an ignorant um thing and um and so that would have been February, and, and so we're going through, uh, we get married, and, and that was great. Our, uh, you know, we had our our first, you know, our, our honeymoon that wasn't the planned uh, Mexico trip honeymoon. 
Um, and then we get home and then, so we, you know, pretty soon into April is when I started at least like, it's like the, the tumult is what I would say, tumultuous or the, the turbulent kind of things started happening through April. I remember we went up to my parents' house around my birthday, I think in April and, you know, even things were, were kind of getting shaky there with my mental health and it, and it started uh, with what we now know is a major theme of obsessive compulsive disorder is what is called religious scrupulosity uh, clinically. And it's, it's people that, uh, so what obsessive compulsive disorder is uh, often seen as is people that are just always having to wash their hands or touch the doorknob 18 times or, or things like that. Flip lights on. Yeah, constantly. flip lights on, count things. That Those are subsets of OCD. And uh, the ones that people don't know about are, uh, are religious or moral scrupulosity, actually self-harm or harm to others, harm OCD. Uh, and some other ones, relationship, relationship sexual, sexual orientation, harm, self harm, violence. So, so there are some really serious uh, things that are going on, and some, you know, I had somebody explain it to me as, and explain it to you as mm-hmm. driving down the, riding down the interstate, and you have uh, a truck or something next to you, or or. Maybe you're walking uh, down some path and you have this intrusive thought that's like you see somebody and you're like, I'm going to push that person off that or I want to uh, or I want to um, run my car into that over into that other car, or, you know, something that's just crazy. And 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 the person that is in right mental health without OCD goes, no, you know, off. just that, like that's a thought. The person with OCD, uh, and I've heard uh, our pastor talk a lot about this, is, is rumination, um, and it's obsessive is the the main part that people actually don't know about. So there's obsessive, and that's when that thought it just obsesses. Oh my gosh! Well, it's like it's it's how I have heard it explained. I have the thought, and then I'm going to, and for me, it's, I have the thought, that's crazy, I would never do that, plume is out my brain, for someone chemically that has this form, this, in in their brain chemically, it's wired where it goes to a whole different space where it's, why did I have that thought? I have to rid myself. I have to get rid of it. You know, am I a killer? Yeah. Why why did I have that thought? Is it because I'm this? Is it because yeah. I did this today? Is this, you know, is, yeah. am I being punished? Am I did, so it's like almost this rabbit trail of, speeding up. and because it's speeding up in your brain, which causes the panic attack, the anxiety, physiological, physical, physical outward expression yeah. of what your brain yeah. cannot, cannot cope yeah. and, and even learn to calm. Yes. You know, which again is all through what we did not know. We know now, but yes. we did not know when um, going through April into May when I actually started seeing this in you mm-hmm. where, you know, 
I, I wasn't able to comprehend honestly what I was seeing as you know because I was seeing you right at home you know um, obviously we were home because nobody was we were in lockdown mm-hmm. and you were working um, I was not but in the times that we would communicate and be together um, you know things that we watched or if we were to go on a walk everything was hyper mm-hmm. hypersensitive you were more anxious more sweaty palms um you would zone out more yeah. we would watch certain you know church on sundays or because again we weren't meeting in house but we were watching well, we certain, were in our we house. were in our house but we were not in as far as the church yeah um we were not in church physically um and you were just could not hardly get through a worship song mm. without handshaking. Sometimes you would fall on your knees, and and it was just stuff. I I again in my thought process, I was just like, maybe this is he's just really being moved by the Lord. Mm. And then again, we were talking through some things, and we even started really believing this was more of a spiritual yeah. attack. Um, and I think that's just where we were, yeah. had kind of come to, because again, we do believe there is spiritual yeah. warfare. We are spirits being, we're also physical, but we also have a, we yeah. have a spirit, a soul and, um, a body, you know, that we're all three. Yeah. So, but you know, again, we thought, oh, this is just normal. Normal. We're getting, we're getting spiritually attacked because we're looking at the world and there's just so much darkness and we're hearing about other couples that are yeah. going through that. So we, we kind of just yeah. attacked it from that just, stint, just that standpoint. Just that. Yeah, so I, I'll just try to explain what it felt like. I, I do remember, um, you know, this is the Redeeming Identity podcast. Well, we we talks we've talked about the struggles I've had with with these lies about my sexuality and mm-hmm. the. Um, the perversions and, and different things. And so thinking back all the way to college, uh, even to high school, I, I remember I had a couple of, of good buddies that would always, when we were together, they'd, there'd be sep- some times where they're like, man, you're always so nervous or anxious mm-hmm. of, or afraid of something. And I was like, I, I, I remember passing it off, you know, at the time. Um, but even, even in high school, when in the moment when, um, when I had that, that guy that said, what's the matter with you? Are you gay? I remember the sheer panic, um, that went into it. And so the, I have no clue, like mental health wise, going back to then, you know, how much that did play a role because I, I, I believe that the supernatural, the spiritual side and the physical and the emotional all take playing part here. Um, and so, um, you know, fast forwarding to college and the compulsive things, um, there's so many correlations that I now know. And one of the readings that we do on Tuesday nights at the, the sexual addiction group I go to talks about the mental preoccupation with these thoughts and these mm-hmm. these things and then the compulsive activity to relieve mm-hmm. and so there's so many ties between obsessive compulsive or or mental health and sobriety or or any any of these issues it's it's all 
woven together and that's not just a coincidence it's because god created us physical spiritual emotional beings Mm -hmm. and so that all ties together um and so when i was at auburn kind of getting into the addiction more as i've shared on on prior episodes i mean there there were times even then where i remember agonizing going in and and locking the door in a bathroom and um, feeling like I had to rid myself of these thoughts that I and these um, and now know that they're intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts, but but feeling like okay and and similar to paint a picture of how hand washing is no different or how dealing with uh, germs or or contamination because. With, with people that feel like, oh gosh, I touched something, I'm gonna get cancer. And so like, that's how the contamination works. Or now with COVID, you know, the same thing. Which was on that, was even that form of OCD was on a very high. Oh man. It was even more than yeah. normal. And I don't know all the statistics, I'm sure there's a statistic about it, but because of that reason, because we were in, in that type of world of disease and in sickness so yes yeah um and so in the same way that when you're when you're in that you know people will will rub themselves raw or they'll have a behavior they're 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 gonna go wash their hands this many times thinking and you count know, too. And count it you know there's stories of people staying in the shower for hours, hours. um you know things we know now Um, and so for me, until I felt, I'll say the word clean until I felt like I had repented enough or I had, I really felt sorry, or I felt like, you know, okay, then I meant it. Um, and so I would spend hours and and then seeing all these things that like, man, how many times I, I mean, in in not just not in high school but in college and after college getting baptized i mean rebaptized and and saying the salvation prayer every service saying the salvation prayer every service and and um and just being at this place where i didn't know that i had an untreated yeah, and, and, and honestly you didn't i don't believe you fully understood that you had a problem yeah and, and I did like a prop like in, in your like chemically yeah physically because and, and spiritually too that yeah. it was all there yeah and I, I remember I remember my my older brother having we'd have these talks at the lake like the same talk every time that we'd meet up and he'd be like why is I and he said I don't understand like we have this talk every time you know you and he would say you're forgiven like you're a child of god like telling me the things that are true and i just couldn't i couldn't receive that i couldn't i couldn't believe it and and a lot of it was because i was basing my identity in christ on how you felt i felt in my performance with when it came to um sexual sin or pornography and and I and it and and I felt like well if I if I just messed up, you know I don't know am I going to heaven I just I just yeah. 
really sin. You know, I think about my times in Nashville. I mean, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And this is not to, and this is not to excuse pornography and and the window that you opened in that, in that season of your life and the freedom that now God has brought you through. But we know a lot of some of that too was, is, was the behavior associated with the deeper mm-hmm. lie intrusive thoughts of your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So how do I disprove yeah. the OCD of I'm a gay or I'm attracted to men? Well, I'm going to prove mm-hmm. that I'm not. Yeah. So I'm going to do this behavior yeah. which to get this feeling and this high and to prove yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm this. Yeah. And, and you know, which, you know, and that can that associated with many people that turn to drugs or turn to alcohol, relationship after relationship, turn to food. I mean, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. There's, no, I mean, you cannot base it off of the, the behavior is a behavior, but there is some, there's so much deeper. Yes. Um, this is why we need God. This is why we need a savior yes. because that the, until the core, yeah. Whether that's mental health or some type of abuse or whatever you have walked through, church hurt, whatever right. that is, there's always a, a root. PTSD. There's always a root, and I was, and yeah. I think there was still some some roots that you were still that God was still kind of trying to work in you, mm-hmm. um, you know. Which yeah. you know we all have that, but yeah. you know that that also I think tie will will tie into. Um, what you began, what I began to see in you mm. during this time was, again, we talked about everything. Um, you know, I look back over it and I think, why in the world did I not just bolt? I mean, <laughs> you know, because we were having some issues. And I and I think it's because, I again, I, I made a covenant with you to love you and yeah. to be there for you. And even when I was not understanding... Um, I, again, I my worldview. I was I never questioned medication mm. because I had never thought about that. Yeah. I'd only been, you know, in the church. And mm. there's nothing wrong with what I when I say this. It's not. I don't say this in a negative way. It's it's you know I I have seen the power. I've seen the power of God mm. deliver people from bondage, mm. and so looking at it just through a spiritual lens, not thinking about the physical, um, even kind of blinded me a little yeah. bit to realize, you know, and to realize that, Hey, there may be some physical things going on here. But yeah. again, my worldview was yeah. only one sided at the time. Yeah. And because we were so isolated, I'll be honest in my pride, which mm-hmm. I know was a lot of my pride. We were trying to figure it out on our own. Yeah. You and I both mm-hmm. did not invite people in. That's right. I, I didn't really talk to my mom about it or my dad, you know, nor your parent. It took a while. It really took up until, which we're about to get into, the break, the actual day and yeah. what actually happened, the, the, the breakdown where within mm-hmm. those two, a week or a few days before it actually happened, we, we finally talked to somebody yeah. about it because, you know, yeah. um, we just felt that we were, okay, we're about, you know, I guess that was just even in ourselves, we just felt like we can, we can do this. Yeah. We can, we can power through this. It's just spiritual. Yeah. And, and we just did not, we didn't lean on people yeah. um, when we should have. But yeah. again, our world, again, it was just the mentality. We were shut up. We weren't in, we weren't 
physically seeing our family nor um, our church family. Yeah. Um, we were isolated, which again is prime territory for the enemy mm. when you're isolated and you're struggling. You know, he's we're prime prime meat, you know, for yep. the enemy to come in. So, yeah. and that's kind of what happened. That's right. Um, I know that's why. That is what happened. Yeah. So I remember there was a night and, and you know, the backstory on this, my sister will, will amen and remember all these times about, uh, you know, the sleepless, endless nights of, of me wrestling through the night and her talking to me at two or three in the morning um, to proverbially not, not really, or uh, talk me off the edge. Um, although I was in that state several times where, um, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute too. Um, the, uh, but there were times before it where I had, um, felt like when I was in Oxford and kind of the, the 2013. So right before my first breakdown and, um, you know, I remember almost feeling or hearing like a voice, you know, saying in the middle of the night to me, like that I'm, that I'm going to hell, you know? And, and I remember crying out the name of Jesus and, and then, you know, the Lord did place us a Psalm. And so I, man, I, I still do wholeheartedly believe that, that there was demonic activity mm-hmm. happening. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know where people stand. I, I don't believe that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and possessed by a different spirit at the same time, but we can be oppressed. That's what I, that's my belief. I, you know, I'm not going to get into that on this, uh, this episode here today, but, um, so that I remember the fast forwarding to 2020 and just, I remember middle of the night and it just felt like everything just, there was like a snap of the first snap moment happened in the middle of the night. And I'm, and it's like, Oh crap, here we go again. You know? And I'm thinking it's just super, like I've, I thought it was a demon that came into the house or in the apartment and, you know, and it's all dealing with homosexual things and, and, so I'm just wrestling, fighting, not sleeping. And so, you know, that starts, well, not, not too long after that, you know, keeps getting worse. Of course, we don't see the, also the, 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 the chemical side that's, that's breaking down at this time. Then I start having self-harm thoughts and, uh, you know, thoughts of, Yourself. hurting myself or just leaving driving to Atlanta like like all leaving these me. Yeah. yeah but not to go to anybody like just to run away and um which that's also not uncommon with with people with mental health breakdowns and and sad which, yeah in which we know now some of the those when it got more to the the harming of yourself and what you're about to share we know now yeah is a lot of more of a side effect of medication. Yes. People, when people come off medication, 
Um, these are side effects, mm-hmm. suicidal ideations, um, high anxiety. All these things are very much uh, scientifically, medically proven um, so, as well. So, and I'll say this, in a, uh, now we're also going to put information about where you can get help. But if, if you know, say at this time, if you are having or experiencing any thoughts about harming yourself, um, call 988, which is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's always 911. If yes. you are really in a, in a place where you're thinking of harming yourself or someone else, yeah. um, get help. Do not think you can do this on your own. Um, and even if you are love, if you're somebody that is married to somebody or, or even a parent of somebody who is unstable and in these thoughts, don't think you can do this on your own. And, and uh, I've heard horror stories through some friends of mine that, that are on the, that, that have seen the other side of this. And, and so, um, yeah, so those thoughts start coming, uh, about myself and, and just, uh, at some point I begin to have, and they're called ideations. So those, those were suicidal ideations. Well, then all of a sudden I start having homicidal ideations and kind of all mixed into that. I I remember we were watching star Wars and like there's the emperor Palpatine and he's so evil. And I just, I felt the, almost this possession evil in me, not that I was being possessed by him, but it was just like, why do I like this? Why do I like him? Why do I like Mm -hmm. this evil? Maybe. And then the OCD thoughts, maybe I am. And so I'm going to throw this in because I I just feel led to tie this in throughout this entire thing, especially as we get into the time in the hospital and, and what's going on in our world today. Um, but the thought of maybe I just am. And, um, and so, uh, so those, those thoughts are, are, are kind of fly, floating around, you know, I am what I, what I feel I am, what is, is what I think or, mm-hmm. um, and so, um, as a man believes in his heart, so is he, well, that's not that that's his identity, but it's, you will, you will act out what you, what you believe, you know, you will act out what you think and what continues in the mind. And so anyway, I'm having thoughts about literally taking my sweet wife's life, not premeditating, but just like just intrusive thoughts, you know, about impulsively doing something, feeling like an impulse. Uh, I've heard it said, uh, I felt the urge to grab a knife or to push her or something. And, and, and if I rewind it all the way back to with uh, my ex-fiance, I remember feeling some of those same things. And then when I moved back home, feeling some of those things. But then I started to get on medication and 
get some therapy, but, but I didn't deal with it. Well, so here we are and we get to this point and it's the weekend of, uh, May. Well, I would, no, I actually had June. already, so I'd started that work because yeah. we, we were shut down for two months. Yeah. Um, and where I was teaching and they finally opened the company back up and, um, you know, with some strict protocols, but we were still able to come back and, um, do in, you know, in-person learning kids were able to come back. But, um, so we, you know, again, that's when I started and you started back going to work, um, back in office. So we had, it was really, it was June. Um, and we had, we had finally, within like the week before or two weeks before finally spoke with your mom. Yeah. So, um, we finally kind of opened up to her about some of these things. Yeah, we did. And, and still it was, the thought was spiritual. I don't remember if she said anything about medication. I don't think, I I cannot remember. Um, but as, and that was before the, the harm of Megan thoughts. Yes. Well, you weren't very, and also something we worked through is, um, you know, I didn't really know you were having these thoughts. There, was some, there were some things that you began to withhold from me. Yeah. Because um, I really think it was just you, obviously, I, and now I see now, it's just you just didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to voice. I was afraid. I was afraid to voice those uh, concerns um, yep. to me. Yeah. Um, so, man. Um, so, it's kind of like... Uh, the symphony, uh, or, or like the fuse, as it were, of like, you remember those old uh, Wiley Coyote or whatever's, and you see the fuse, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, it was it was coming to the breaking point. Um, it was June. And it was June the 18th. Well, the first, the first night, the first episode was on a Wednesday night, and I came home and yeah. found you, um, in a very, uh, very uh, distraught, um, and very anxious place. Yeah, it would have been June. Well, June seventeenth, the Wednesday, June seventeenth at. Um, it was after work. I it was after you got work. Or, you got home before I did. I. Gosh, I remember. Um, I remember the thoughts. I like. I remember being at work and afraid to go home. I remember you were over at Nana's. And I, I went to get a box of food. Yeah. Because normally I make it home before you do. Yeah. But I went to see my grandmother. And uh, so you got home before I did. Yeah. So I didn't know what you had done previous to, to that. Yeah. Um, before I found you. Yeah. So I, I just, I remember being at work and like, like having these thoughts about doing something to, to you. And it was just like, no, you know, mm-hmm. and I almost was like, I didn't want, I wanted us to stay at her grandmother's house. Like I didn't sit, but it was like all mm-hmm. these. And I remember getting, pulling into the apartment complex. I think there were a couple guys, uh, people that were, that lived in there that were police officers. I actually had, uh, and you know, it would have been the right move, actually, for me to have done this. Uh, but I was almost going to walk over and say, um, I need some help, you know, to, to one of the guys. I called mom and dad. Um, 
And what I what what we know now is that after I got off the phone with them, I don't I don't remember what I said to them. I just know that it was not coherent and and kind of frantic and um, just about struggling and and um, I remember I, I know now that when we hung up it was before Megan got home when we hung up that my mom said that she felt or said to my dad, something's not right. And uh, I know that she had talked to, to my sister at some point, and my sister was the one uh, that asked mom the question, Did well, is he off of his meds? And The mom, first person is actually and, say and, that. And, and it makes sense because of my sister's training yes. and, and her understanding in, in terms of counseling and, and things like that. Um, so back, back to where we were, back to Prattville, uh, go into the apartment and I just turn on worship music and I'm trying to cast things out in the name of Jesus, which is all that I've been trained to do and taught to do and, and seen. And, and so I'm, I'm convinced that either I'm possessed or I'm, uh, I don't know that, or that I am. And I remember going, I remember having the thought like, Oh no, like I'm going to be like one of those Dateline NBC killers, like young husband, young married couple. And, and what I, what I know now is that, man, maybe some of these stories that we see, we have no clue. No clue. And, and, and God, there's just so much loaded into this. Um, but, but there are so, so many people and, and this may rub some, some people the wrong way. And, uh, and it is by no means, uh, and, and you will never hear me excuse somebody's behavior due to mental health, but there are a lot of people incarcerated, um, that had they not had the proper, had they not had, or had they had a family to support them and foundation of the a gospel. foundation of the gospel, had they had they uh, had what Sometimes I had, you know, I, but for the grace of God, they're God. Uh, and that, and really, um, so that's what I'm doing that. And that's when you, uh, come in the yeah, door. Yeah, I, I heard the music blasting by the time I got up to the third floor because we were on the third floor. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I found you in the, in the worst state I've ever seen you, um, you know, sweating profusely pacing back and forth shaking worship music going obviously i did not have this box with me praise god because it was too heavy but i walked in and seeing you that way i was just like i was in awe like shock because i didn't know what i was walking into but because i'm a believer and i have the holy spirit my discernment was way up and i just knew something was wrong and um, I said, what, what's going on? Like, what's going on? And um, turn the music down so you can try to speak to me. You could barely speak to me. Yeah. You could barely look at me. Yeah. And that's when I also know, again, because, I, because of, again, the Holy Spirit discernment, but also for what I have been, I've seen in my years of ministry under, under many uh, church 
um, services and um, through my, my family, my, my own, my dad and my mother, how they raised me, what I've seen in churches. Um, and when I've, when I've seen people really have some type of spirit on them of mm-hmm. some sort that is not of the Lord, that is demonic or of, like I said, yeah. a, a, a spiritual oppression. I've, I've physically seen this on people. I felt that in the moment and you would not look at me. And I've seen that where there's no eye contact and I forced you. I said, you look at me yeah. right now. And you finally made eye contact with me. And I said, what is going on? And you just finally, you just just said, I, I, I just, I can't remember everything you said. You said, I just can't take it anymore. I just want to hurt myself and not just hurt myself, but I'm having thoughts of, Mm. of, of hurting. You didn't say kill. You said, I have, Mm. I have thoughts of hurting you. And when you said it, you fell on the floor, Mm -hmm. you fell on the ground screaming in a fetal position and shaking And all I could do was, I don't think I cursed, but I can't remember. I was like, I said, oh no, oh no, you don't. And I said, you get up, get off the floor. And I, I got you up and I, and I looked at you and I had you like in a, I can't remember if I grabbed you or grabbed your arms. And I said, this is not you. I said, so whatever spirit this is in the name of Jesus, it is not in this household and it is not in you and it has got to get out. And I calmed you and I said, I love you. You love me and you would never ever mm-hmm. harm me because you love me. And I, and I just began to call. I don't know. I, I remember that much, but honestly, I don't remember what mm-hmm. happened after that. You know, I just know I took authority because ultimately I knew again, in, in, as far as my reality this was spiritual yeah. and it was spiritual and oh, we'll yeah. talk more in depth about that, but it's both. Um, it's both. It's, it's spiritual, but it's physical and we'll tie into that. But in that moment I had to address what I was seeing in this, in the spiritual mm. realm of it. We have power and we have authority in Christ. And I took, we took power and authority in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and when I said that, you relaxed yeah. and you breathed and we started taking deep breaths and we started calming down, mm-hmm. talking through everything. And by the grace of God, because I know it was the Lord in, in his spirit, we were able to actually get through the night because, you know, we, we calmed down, we got workout clothes on, we went on a walk, we got active, we picked ourselves up and, you know, for me, you know, looking back, um, you know, this is something I've had to wrestle with yeah. is just forgiving myself because I should have, I should have in that moment. And this is a testament to anyone who may even walk through this, um, or, you know, which I would not wish this upon anybody, but, um, I should have, we should have called then. Like even in the calm, you being calmed down, yeah. I should have, we should have called your parents immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why I say God's grace is so sufficient. 
he he did protect me. Yes. He protected us both. Um, because I had many conversations with people like, how did you stay in the house with him? Weren't you afraid? Yeah. And this whole time, like, even in his recovery, like, you still, like, slept in the same room. This man was saying he was going to kill you. And you mm. would share a bed with him and, and stuff. And I'm like, you know, the whole time, all I can, all I can say is by God's divine protection. Yeah. He protected us. And I ultimately knew in my spirit that this was not you. Mm -hmm. And what I was seeing was not my husband. Mm -hmm. It was something so much deeper. And knowing that God gave me a peace that surpasses, again, the word says it surpasses all understanding. And it did. So in all in the physical, what physical stuff I was seeing and everything, I just knew that that you, this was not, this was not you. And I had a peace. I can't, I can't explain it other than that. I just had a peace. And, um, but I can say, you know, that had we done that, some things the next day would not have transpired, but you can't go back and change it. Again, God in his sovereignty has a way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, to say this shouldn't have happened or I should have done that, you know, is, is really a, it's, it's a dangerous place. Yeah to stay in. Yeah. Um, and it's very much where we have to the free ourselves from yeah. blame. the blame game of, I should have done that. I should have seen the signs. I should have known that because honestly, I, I've, I have had to wrestle with that in, in, in healing from this. Not only what you've had to walk through physically healing and, and spiritually healing, but even us and even the family has had to go through is why didn't, you know, why didn't we see this? Wow. You know, why didn't we, why, you know, why did we approach it from this angle? And so, and we'll get into that in a few minutes, but it's, you know, in that moment that night, yeah. um, you know, we, we got through it and, um, next day is when, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, Hey, we casted, you know, in my mind, I'm like, we casted this thing out. It's not going to clear up again. It's, but either way, we were we get through the night. He was still not himself, but um, you know, I guess I just thought this was normal, and you know, which is something we were going through. Yeah. At the time, didn't think anything about medication. Didn't think anything about calling anybody. I just, yep. again, in my, we can handle this. Nope. We can do this on our own. We're, you know, strong. Strong and. God's with us, and which is good, which is all true, but we needed people. Wow, Aaron and Megan with the cliffhanger there at the very end. Um, hey, real quick, uh, if there's anything you relate with here, if you're if you're listening and and you hear, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with these thoughts. You're going to hear us an amazing, the finale of this thing is an amazing redemptive story about transformation, but that transformation would not have happened without the help of health professionals, medical professionals, and a good support system. That's right. uh, we, we keep ourselves in shame. We keep ourselves in prison by keeping this stuff in the dark. Yeah. And there are resources out there people who understand even if you think there's nobody in the world like me yeah i guarantee you there is <laughs> i guarantee you there's somebody who is going through something 
similar to what you are that can yes. help or has gone through it and made it to the other side and is living a great life. And, and yeah. so if that's something that you're looking for, please reach out. Um, it's something you're struggling with. So yes. next time, uh, sort of just give us a, a frame of what we're, what we're looking for next time, Aaron, and then, uh, yeah. tell the listeners goodbye, man. Um, yeah, next time you're going to hear about that Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Uh, I love what Psalm 139 talks about that not only were we fearfully and wonderfully made and, and that he sees every hair in our head and, but man, like we can be in the darkest, furthest place where it seems like there's no light, there's no hope, there's no, there is no way back. And man, that was, that was me. That was Megan. Um, you're going to hear just of the, the darkness that I experienced, endured in mental health, um, inpatient hospitals and, and some really dark spiritual, but also physical and emotional stuff. And, and just really, like you just said, um, it was a journey, um, it was a journey to get to that point, but it was a journey out that we could not do on our own. Um, mm. One, without the Lord. Two, without our family, friends, uh, the people, the support system in our lives. And without really good therapy, doctors, both the psychiatric medicine side and the psychological therapy side were both necessary. Um, and the most important thing out of all, though, was the breakthrough miracle power of Jesus. And uh, that's, that's going to be my favorite moment to share and uh, have some great scriptures and, and just different stuff the Lord had put on my heart and all that. And I'm really looking forward to people hearing that. So, um, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's going to be so, power, power, very powerful. <clears throat> well, awesome. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll get the we'll get the next episode out in more than six months. It'll take us less than six yeah. months for the next. Um, real quick, nine eight eight or nine one one, like that. Okay. That's I'm just gonna I'm pushing that. You know, don't wait, because if you wait, it will be too late. Uh, I th I think mm -hmm. Megan and I are more of the exception than the norm, honestly. Um, so many horrific Powerful. stories. Right now, if you look in the news, mental health, man, I'm telling you. And so, uh, man, you are not alone out there. Um, and we love you. God loves you more. And uh, we will uh, look forward to sharing our story uh, further on and finishing this thing uh, next time. Awesome. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you soon.